Make room for sports. Make room for sports. Make room for sports. My name is Hillary and I'm a woman. And this is my demo reel for Make Room for Sports. I heard you were looking for women. So, <laughs> my other bit that I was thinking about was sometimes when you talk to women, you find out things that they were doing when they were supposed to be playing soccer. Like, um, maybe they were doing handstands or they could have been practicing um, a dance move or a really hard French braid. And we could talk about that. You're often off sides while this is happening because you... You're just not paying attention. Make room for sports. Uh, that was our first listener submission for Make Room for Sports. Uh, you know, we're we're big on continually adding announcers until this show is just a incomprehensible uh, group of people all shouting over each other. Um, so, <laughs> so the you know the feelers are always out, and that's our first listener submission. Uh, someone uh, not just suggesting segments but delivering them is what you just heard. Um, what do you guys? What did you guys feel of that? I mean, I, that that felt pretty pretty much a, a little bit higher than our level of professionalism. So it made me nervous, and yeah, I, I, I didn't I didn't like it. I think the question I was at its if it was core. Pro- Sorry, go ahead, Dave. No, I, well, I was just wondering if it was problematic. Uh, it's very hard to say at this juncture in the show. I mean, we're we're barely getting started, so I don't think we are are quite. Uh, quite ready to make those calls yet. I think I should dinger just to be safe. Okay, probably. Yeah. Mm, sounds problematic. Yeah, okay. we don't we don't want to be on the wrong side of history with this one. Exactly. Um, because yeah, she said like a uh, difficult French braid. She didn't say they might be like doing math or you know. French braid is called appropriation exactly. anyway. So. Um, that too. That's right, folks. If we're uh, feeling nervous <laughs> and talking in your ears. That means we're back. It's Make Room for Sports, the most popular sports podcast. Uh, with me, I have Dave Dominique. Hey, I am. I'm feeling nervous because I, I listened to uh, to Malcolm Gladwell's most recent shitty podcast episode, and, and it infuriated me. And then we got into a heated <laughs> heated text conversation about it. So I'm, I'm kind of shaking. I'm willing to, to to discuss that further, but really quickly, let me also introduce Mikhail Britt. Yeah, that. Um... That text exchange drove me to. Uh, I'm on my second 32 ounce of Gatorade. It's barely noon, so. Oh, oh no! No. Uh, yeah. Well, that's that's not just, what. Just that's drink not alcohol anyone, or or something. That's not what anyone. <laughs> that's not what anyone was hoping to hear. And uh, and on that yeah. and on that note, on that note, we also have, of course, Mike Lochran from Philadelphia. I'd like to have a filter for when Mikel and Dave start to bicker over text because it upsets it upsets me. I, I literally to, woke up to fifty seven new texts. That was all. <laughs> I was like, I was hiding in my closet with pillows over my ears. Right, like Mike. I noticed like you'll suddenly disappear from the exchange. Oh yeah, <laughs> it makes me so nervous. I'm not good in conflict, so when you guys start to go at it, I just like. I panic. I used to try to chime in and like resolve it, and then I realized that that was like antithetical yeah. to like the entire point of what you guys were doing. Um, and yeah, uh, I don't try to do that anymore. But but what was it? So it was this Malcolm Gladwell podcast was about American music, and and he just wasn't delivering it the way that we do, and and you felt like his standards weren't up to ours, and you got furious. <laughs> yeah, I just I just felt like it, it was so unprofessional, and that it was a crime <laughs> that that make room for sports isn't you know is just a few slots below him in the podcast rankings. Make room for sports. Well, it, I, it really wound me up, and Britt was saying that no, he he really deserves his position because he's no, I for wasn't. So long. No, 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 That's, dude. I'll re- I'll read it right now. <laughs> <laughs> I w- do it. Read it. Uh, uh, I'm not right. going to. <laughs> this isn't even about sports, so it's like this isn't our show's. This isn't for our show. Okay. Well, speaking of uh, something, something I do want to comment on something that uh, has surprised all of us. A uh, little real talk here: um, that our podcast listener numbers, despite everything we've done to prevent this, uh, continue to actually go up, um, which is really astonishing. Yeah. So, yeah. Look, I mean, the first rule of make room for sports is you don't listen to make room for sports. So, obviously, <laughs> some of you out there are breaking the first rule. Uh, and you know we'll talk about that. But yeah, listen. Thanks, thanks to all the listeners. Uh, feel free to chime in 
and explain exactly what about our scintillating uh, and refreshing brand of sports news uh, exactly is gets you through the week. You know, what is it? Yeah, and also be? also send us uh, send us clips of questions and ideas, and we'll we'll respond to them. Speaking of which, can I say one more thing about Hillary's question? Because um, yeah. yes. we didn't really, we didn't. I think we kind of forgot to talk about it. Yeah, I, uh, I had more to say about it too. Okay. Yeah, so I think the question is really about what happens when one sport splinters off and suddenly irrevocably becomes a second sport? Uh-huh. Um, like, and, what, and her example of that was... Like when, was it, what was it, soccer? When, like, when soccer turns into French braiding? Okay. I feel like, I thought... do, we need to, do, we, do we need to rewind that and, and, and get a refresher on what she actually said? Because oh, the, the only thing I can... Maybe I, I might yes. have misunderstood the question. Sometimes when you talk to women, you find out things that they were doing when they were supposed to be playing soccer. Like um, maybe they were doing handstands or they could have been practicing um, a dance move or a really hard French braid. Well, the only thing I can even think of that's like somewhat close to that, like a sport that's ancillary to another sport is maybe like cheerleading um, or uh, like Mikhail said, um, collecting tennis balls. Um, those are those are like like sports that have spun off quite literally from other sports. Um, well, let's let's we, get serious. Let's get serious. Okay. Let's get serious. Let's get serious. She was talking about bad coaching, basically, because if you have a good coach, you're not going to be daydreaming on the soccer field. So I feel um, like she's really talking about the way a, a sports team is managed. Um, but what if you had a really good soccer coach or a really bad soccer coach who was a really good French braiding coach? Uh, then, uh, then you know, you, you got to refigure everything then. I like that, You're that, just in every... that clip is, is like the Mona Lisa. Like, we all have a different interpretation of what we just heard. <laughs> like, we all, we all, like, because I was like, oh, yeah, playing sports when you're a kid and you're not that into it, like, is kind of boring. And then I kind of didn't really understand what she was getting at. Well, look, we're, A, we're definitely going to have this person on our show um, in a future yeah. episode. And we're going to play more of her clips at the end of the hour um, and maybe in future episodes as well, because that, that was not the only one we were submitted. Um, yeah, and you know, say how listeners can can send their own their own clips and suggestions to us. We have a, we have an email address that you can email. We do. What is that again? Uh, make them for sports at gmail dot com. Uh, and then what's yes, this? Send in your so clips. wait, has everyone done talking about our 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 guest of the week? Who, who, um, can I move on? I think Mikel had one more. Thanks thing, for asking. So. I had one more thing. I don't know it was if just we said that her name. seems. We said Hillary. That's okay. all. That's all I know. <laughs> and she says it on the demo reel. Okay. All right, so we didn't we didn't dox her. That's good. <laughs> um, I just felt like she was. It sounded to me like she was talking from a place of that she once was a soccer player. Yeah, I mean, she seemed pretty knowledgeable. Like she said, offsides and stuff. Like I was like, whoa, that's pretty. She knows what she's doing. Yeah, that's a little too so professional my, for us. Yeah. My question for her, Hillary, did you once play soccer? <laughs> that's an excellent question. That's a great question. Yeah. Really getting to the bottom of it. <laughs> Uh, so what's yes. what's this stuff? Before I get into the errors and regrets from last week, because I've I've got a few. Um, what's this thing? I didn't delete you guys from Twitter. I didn't delete our Twitter account. Did did it get deleted? Oh yeah, I, b- I believe the name of this segment is "Was I Insulted?" Was I insulted? That's right. <laughs> Yeah. Well, we noticed, Simon, that you removed all mention of Make Room for Sports from your Twitter account. Oh, from my bio. We noticed. From my yeah. Bio. <laughs> and we are, yeah. as you know, like incredibly sensitive, um, thin-skinned <laughs> uh, folks with very low self-esteem. And we noticed and this I, the week that you went away. So it was even double. It was like super crushing. Uh, and I have like 10 Google alerts on your name, like with all different possible spellings. So I was notified immediately <laughs> about that change. Okay. Well, let's I have, let's, let's. I have a on. gut feeling. That you're embarrassed by us. Feeling. No, it, no I've got I a mean, pit in my stomach. Look, I mean, I always told you guys we're we're 732 episodes in. We've only made the last 31 public. I've always told you guys like we had to do this podcast on the low, um, you know, as as a thematic thing. But no, honestly, I I, uh, I was doing a bunch of new jobs and I was in a writer's room and I just wanted my uh, Twitter bio to look uh, professional. <laughs> <laughs> like, I was just like, all right, I gotta make, I gotta professionalize this, this up because people are gonna be like actually right. looking at my social it's media because I was getting, hu- I was doing like actual like studio work. 
Um, That's a disappointingly logical explanation. Yeah, I was hoping yeah, it was going to be yeah. something more interesting. No, you'll also, notice I also stopped like for the last three weeks, like openly agitating for like socialist revolution on my Twitter account. Because again, <laughs> not not that I'm not that I'm not going to keep doing that, of course, and not that I'm not going to keep uh, promoting our podcast. But I did take like three weeks, three three weeks where I was getting hired by major studios to do certain projects. I kind of cleaned up my uh, my online act for a little and bit. And it's like. They, they can't Despite. handle the fact, like, if you're a writer and you also have a sports podcast, that seems like, that's, like, they're like, that doesn't make sense. Like, you're only a writer. How can you be doing this other thing? Well. It's, like, way too much to process for them or something? Well, you know how, like, every episode I get dinged for saying something problematic and, you know, so I just really quickly went, I took my Twitter bio, I quickly added that I wrote uh, the first Batman movie, whatever it was, and then I <laughs> added hashtag still with her. And, uh, and, I, and I got the job. I got hired. You actually put down, like, I wrote the first Batman movie, whatever it was called. Yeah, big, big Warriors fan, hashtag still with her. Um, and I, I, got, and uh, I got the job, and uh, now the job's over, and I can, I'll add it back to my bio since I, I'm so sorry. I'm so sorry, guys. Oh, okay. Well, you'll add uh, it back to the bio, so that, yeah, that's friendship. That's, that's yeah, friendship, that's yeah. That's friendship. Yeah, yeah I'm, I'm yeah. going to put it back in there. It was yeah. truly, I just didn't want, like... The problem is like when you tell people in these like studio meetings and stuff that you have a sports podcast. It's, they think it, you know. They think you know something about sports. Yeah, it, it's it incredibly. Like you seem like a. You seem like a pervert. Pe- well, people are bigoted, uh, and they assume that just because I have a sports podcast that I'm like some sports guy, uh, and they want to talk to me about sports, and they don't understand I don't know anything about sports, and that's not the point of my podcast. So I just I just don't even like people bringing that baggage to me. Make room for sports. Although I will say I had a delightful time when I was in England. Um, one of the one of the I, I can't really talk about what I was doing there yet because they haven't been announced. But uh, one of the people I was working with uh, who lives in England is a huge NBA fan and was so ecstatic to talk to someone who knew anything about American basketball um, <laughs> that we got like we were having like this big kind of after work dinner and it just ended up being like the two of us in the corner and, and he, I would just. And and the podcast completely prepared me for this professional conversation, which uh, may have positively affected my career. Simon, uh, I feel like I feel like you're a great writer, and that was a premature transition because um, next on the outline was was the NBA. But you but you had some errors and regrets, I, I think. Oh, I did, but I just wanted to quickly say, like, literally all the conversation was was me naming successfully naming NBA players. He didn't realize this was what I was doing, but I was just successfully <laughs> naming NBA players, and then he'd talk enthusiastically about them, and I'd be. Who did you name? Yes, yes. Uh, I named uh, Isaiah Thomas. We talked a nice. lot. We yeah. talked a lot about LeBron. I may have mentioned this guy specifically dislikes LeBron because he he worked with him once and he saw him be rude to an autograph seeking child. Oh. Um, I, I, and that's that's a scoop. I mean, that could be a while ago. I don't know the exact circumstances, but that was busted, busted, busted. That was what I heard, and so he was like, "I don't like that guy. He's he he could have you know he's he's mean to his fans." And I saw it personally, and I was like, "Whoa, that's that's some that's some good inside info." But I but I shouldn't talk about it anymore. I feel like once again, yeah, we're tilting towards news that we're ready to break. But uh, I yeah. want to hear about your errors and regrets. Corrections and regrets. <clears throat> well, so this is a so last week. Uh, this goes back to the McGregor Mayweather fight. So, and because I went through a multiple series of emotions and revelations, and I'm going to take the, the listeners through the twists and turns of my uh, self-doubt and remorse, um, as nice. we do as we do nearly every week. But I'll try to keep it brief. Um, so after last week's episode, I was like, geez, you know, like, like, like Conor McGregor saying that Floyd Mayweather can't read and, and is at, at best terrible optics and at worst, you know, clearly dog whistle racism. And I thought it was interesting that I didn't want to believe that because I'm becoming a true sports fan, and I want to I want to enjoy watching the athletes play their sports in the way that I like watching them, and that and that is slightly impeded if I think they're terrible people. So I realized my argument wasn't coming from any place of like altruism or knowledge. Also, by the way, I haven't done any sports research in the last three weeks, so I'm really just winging at these episodes. But we're doing, we're getting better. You guys are, you guys are keeping me afloat. Um, and I thought that, it, but it came from a place of, uh, of just sports fandom, which is, I, I was like, I can't root for this guy if he sucks. And I want to root for him because like, I like watching him fight. And then I was like, that's what it's like being a sports fan. 
It's like nobody wants Bill Cosby to be what he is when we found out what he is, right? Like, but then you have to accept it. Uh, what? That's, <laughs> can, we, rather, can we play? Keep, do, we have, do we have a drop that's keep, like three people slowly backing out of a room? Wait, <laughs> how is? I'm saying Bill Cos, Bill Cosby was like idolized he was well respected and then people found out he uh raped all these women and at the beginning people didn't want to believe it because it affected their judgment of someone that they loved um yes but of course uh uh on this podcast uh we believed it immediately um because we're i all- did i'm ta- i'm not talking about other people <laughs> other people other people that's what you were saying like we were saying okay, all- so i'm thinking the good thing about boxing <laughs> is that um <laughs> you can you can just root for both of them to get to catch a beatdown. Yeah, well you that's get, so, uh, uh, you're right. Yeah. You're right of course. But then this is where they took I hope Bill this, Cosby gets a beatdown. Uh, we know that you love Bill Cosby despite anything he may have done to women. You basically said that. Mm, sounds problematic. One. So let's just move two. on. Two. <laughs> uh anyway, uh sorry. Uh well okay, so this is where it gets exciting. Um, and it's not actually really exciting because it, it, nothing I said, nothing any of us have said about this is undermined by this information. But did you know, and I should have known this, um, for various reasons, but, um, so the Floyd Mayweather can't read thing is a weird, uh, and obviously it's different, um, in these circumstances, but it goes back to his beef with 50 cent where, uh, he had some beef with 50 Cent. I don't remember. They had some falling out. And at the time, a radio promo came out of Mayweather trying to read, like, the radio promo. And, it, and he was, like, really stuttering over his words. And as part of their beef, 50 Cent uh, offered uh, that he would pay $750,000 to charity if Floyd Mayweather would read one page from a Harry Potter book live on air. Um, and if you look at Mayweather's background, this all, by the way, comes from my brother-in-law, fan of the show adam pelzer who actually uh knows a lot about sports um he heard he heard us stumbling over this and he was like well actually this is like a weird thing so 50 cent challenged Floyd mayweather to read a page from harry potter um and and you know and honestly Floyd mayweather like grew up in a boxing gym so it is possible that you know he did have a weird education um so it's a but it was very funny when 50 cent did it um and this is weird that i didn't know this because as you guys know uh 50 cent and i had our own very specific beef related to an incident that happened just one time uh, when he released his diss track, Simon Spilled Beans in the Club. Um, and that was really hard for me to work through. Uh, so I kind of haven't been, because of that incident and because of how thoroughly I felt that I wasn't able to get my side of the story out when 50 Cent and I were beefing, um, I haven't looked up any 50 Cent beef since. So I was totally ignorant that basically Conor McGregor was trying to be funny like 50 Cent um, and not realizing that the optics made him look horrible. And also nobody remembers any of 50 Cent's beefs because he had like 57 every month. Um, Couldn't it also just be a coincidence that like he said a racist thing that's reminiscent of a maybe not racist thing that 50 Cent said? No. Well, I mean, it, yes, it could be, of course. I, I okay. don't I don't know. I, I, I but, don't know what's in his 50 heart. Cent- but just because Fifty Cent said it doesn't mean that that that, it, that it's not racist. Also, like Fifty Cent could also, wh- whose 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 fan base is probably Absolutely. seventy plus percent white, could also be appealing to to the racism. Oh yeah, of white people. Yeah. And well, also Fifty Cent the for internalized sure. racism of black people. Well, and Fifty Cent for sure was going for some kind of weird classism or something by just even pointing out that like Mayweather had that had like this horrible life basically yeah here's a here's a quote this is Floyd Mayweather you know I don't know this is quote from Floyd Mayweather when I was eight or nine I lived in Jersey with my mother we were seven deep in one bedroom sometimes we didn't have electricity it's it was not uncommon for young Mayweather to come home from school and find used heroin needles in his front yard because his mother was Uh addicted to drugs and he had an aunt who died from AIDS because of her drug use one yeah no my brother-in-law pointed out we were texting about it. he said like look it's it's like his dad and uncle were in and out of jail his whole life and he says it's hard to argue that this really harmed him since he's the richest athlete in the world and can pay whoever, whatever, to read him anything That's, he needs. I, um, but, that gives but, me a whole new perspective on. I can't believe that. That really makes me feel a lot more like a uh, warm feeling for for Mayweather. I had no idea about that. Yeah. It, well, I mean, it certainly, certain. I mean, it's it's 
It's an interesting beef. Look, I, I honestly, it's why 50 Cent and I got into this, our beef to begin with, is I just don't like it when he does stuff like this. Um, I don't feel like he has the moral high ground here. I don't think making fun of someone for actually having like educational deficiencies is funny or cool, um, unless it's one of us and we're doing it every week. But um, but but we're you know we're we're specific. We're very specific about it. Um, so anyway, anyway, I just thought that was interesting. Is that the argument? I guess the current narrative of the story, which I didn't research properly last week because I was um, exhausted. But uh, the current nar- the current narrative is that it's an ongoing joke uh, that Floyd Mayweather probably not unreasonably doesn't find particularly amusing. And uh, Conor McGregor was using it to get his goat, and also probably uh, everyone was everyone involved was being racist a little bit. Make room for sports. Well, I have to say, I, I've, I've never watched a Floyd Mayweather, Floyd, Floyd Mayweather. Sorry, the, the whiskey's kicking in. A Floyd oh, Mayweather yeah. uh, boxing match, um, but Floyd, I did <laughs> Floyd <watch>. Mayweather. <laughs> Floyd made with Floyd, Floyd Mayweather. Sorry, the, the whiskey's kicking in. <laughs> Apparently, I kept saying Connor Mayweather uh, in the last episode. One of our listeners chimed in on Twitter and said that I kept saying that, and I was like, "Look, there's no way to prove or disprove what you've just claimed." Um, sure. And so, currently, Connor Mayweather is kind of having to defend himself. Well, I watched on YouTube, uh, and this is not a good way to figure out anything about any any sport sportsman or woman. Uh, but I watched a highlight reel. <laughs> of, uh, of of Connor Mayweather on um on on YouTube and I have never seen anyone move like that like like oh, so gracefully and, yeah. and like avoid contact like other than Muhammad Ali like he he was moving like Muhammad Ali as far as the way that he can he can dodge punches and 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 put himself against the ropes and oh it's, it's crazy actually pretty, it's very beautiful I didn't see the the Pacquiao fight I'm sure it was horrible and the Pacquiao but. fight was only frustrating because. That, I mean, literally the first three rounds of the Pacquiao fight, I was like, this is amazing because of exactly what you were just saying, which is Floyd Mayweather can gauge to the millimeter, like how much he needs to dodge. Right. Like he can block with his, he can block with his shoulders uh, in, in this fascinating way that like only really works if you're fighting someone with large boxing gloves, of course, but it's really quite impressive. Um, and then it, unfortunately that literally, the only problem with that fight was that the first round was the last round. Like they did the There's exact like, same thing for the whole fight, and that wasn't what anyone right. who paid, you know, one hundred fifty dollars to watch it wanted to see. So, well, I'll call it right now. The uh, the McGregor fight's going to be better, and it's literally there was only two possible outcomes. <laughs> Outcome one is uh, Mayweather's going to knock him out in the first round, just like with ease, because yeah, <laughs> I, I, Conor McGregor is not a professional boxer, and Floyd Mayweather is one of the greatest boxers of all time. Or yes. Uh, Floyd Mayweather is going to dance around for three to five rounds, and everyone's going to wonder, like, holy shit, can Conor McGregor beat him? But Floyd Mayweather, throughout all this time, will not get, like, touched by, by yeah. like, a single punch. And then in the sixth round, when Conor McGregor is tired, he'll knock him out. I also think, I think there's a very good chance that... Uh, look, I mean, there's another weird thing that, that we haven't even talked about about this fight, which is Conor McGregor really has nothing to lose. It's, it was like his first fight with Nate Diaz, where he was fighting outside his own weight class. It's like... Totally. If, if he loses, he can just say... Yeah, I'm not a boxer, um, and he's the best boxer in the world. Whereas if he wins, Floyd Mayweather's really ending a like lifetime, an amazing lifetime career on a note of complete shame, being beaten by like a first time boxer. And and Conor McGregor is an incredible boxer for the UFC. He's an incredible boxer at hitting people like five times in the face, and then when they stagger back, kicking them in the midsection. Um, that's cool, but I want to point out but that that's not McGregor's- boxing. Yeah. And also McGregor's level of accomplishment in UFC is not up to the level of accomplishment of Mayweather. Conor McGregor has three losses. Yep. He's only 28 or 29 years old. Mayweather has never lost. And uh, and, and and Mayweather, I think all of those three losses are actually in the past two or three years. So yeah. I feel like my suspicion, and I've never watched uh, a single <laughs> MMA bout, but my suspicion is that like Mayweather is closer to like the Rowdy Roddy Piper of the UFC than he is to, you know, I don't know. McGregor, like, uh, you mean? Like, yeah. Yeah, McGregor is is more like, oh, like okay. just yeah, like this <laughs> really compelling, flamboyant, charismatic dude that everyone is excited about because of the way that he talks and moves and you know, thinks of himself. But well, I look, don't think yeah. he's a, he's he's the most elite UFC fighter of all time. The way that Mayweather is one of the most elite boxers. Well, let's analyze that. Let's analyze it because like I completely, you're completely right, and that's something that's um extremely controversial in UFC, but you see it in all kinds of sports, which is someone who has a personality and a publicity team that makes them very popular, almost somewhat independent of their actual talent. 
uh, can become a bigger star than someone who's more talented, but a little more quieter or a little less media friendly. Um, we, uh, we're going to have to desport this segment a little bit in oh. post. I think we're going to have to like uh, play some. What do we can play play some opera behind it or, or something. Well, we should we move get, on. Uh, we should move on. I'm sorry. Much? I feel like we're getting sporty. We're getting sporty as all heck. Well, I, I wanted apologize. to give two I, examples that that are that are two examples that are borderline. Uh, sporty that are similar to Conor McGregor. <laughs> wow, the whiskey really works. Conor McGregor, uh, <laughs> Conor McFloyd Weather. This is why people uh, listen. They they listen for Tim, the, the art. Listen for the slurred speech. Uh, Tim Tim Tebow and uh, oh, Johnny yeah. Manziel. One hundred Johnny Manziel and Tim and and I I want to add and uh, you know with with no no small amount of ire that uh, Johnny Manziel is currently being looked at. By NFL teams uh, who need a backup quarterback, despite the fact that he that everyone knows that he came drunk to a, uh, a practice last year, he got DUIs, he hit, he beat his girlfriend. And meanwhile, uh, um, uh, Colin Kaepernick can't get a look. Colin Kaepernick's out of the job, and Johnny Manziel's getting getting looked at for uh, for jobs. So I saw that, that. That really pains me. That pains me as well. Someone on Twitter had a good comment. Uh, like there was an article this week about OJ Simpson getting released from prison, and someone commented. He'll still probably get signed before Colin Kaepernick, and yeah. um, and I was like, yep. yep. <laughs> um, so, yep. gentlemen, yep. G- gentlemen, uh, I feel like we thoroughly analyzed that. Uh, let's let's talk about the news of the week uh, in the NBA. There's been some true stirrups, some shocking shocking events. I may have tried to segue that to them too early, but I'm doing my best right now. Uh, Kyle, I like the idea of buying true stirrups from the like from the store. Yeah, I feel like we need a uh, like a horse galloping drop. <laughs> uh, well, uh, you're 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 the person in charge of such matters these days. Uh, you know, I've said yes to like every drop I think ever suggested, and I'm gonna say no to that one. Oh, I don't I don't think we need it. You know what? Everyone in, on this podcast, as we as we recalled at the very beginning, we ha- we set up the rules. Everyone has three no's. Um, Mikhail just played one of his no's. Um, well played, Mikhail. Well yeah. played. Thank you. Yeah. Thank All right. You. Damn. Devastating. Okay. Devastating. All right. Well, we follow. Fair. We normally follow the improv rule of yes and, and then and then <laughs> and then that that's how we end up saying really problematic things. Um, <laughs> is you're like yes and um, maybe 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 it's racist. You're like great, perfect. Let's move on. Mm, sounds problematic. One. Um, so <laughs> two. How are we used to like three. fuck you? No one's listening. Theory of. Well, that was definitely my theory the last few episodes, but now that I see that these numbers are going up, it's like, uh, I'm going to have to watch some sports again. I keep trying to watch any baseball. Let's not talk about that. Let's talk about Kyrie Irving demanding to be traded away from Cleveland, because um, this is this news obviously struck me like a thunderbolt. I, dro- <laughs> I, I got the text from Dave. I dropped to my knees. I shouted into my phone, no. Um, I was on the phone with my uh with my manager at the time and i actually lost a huge job because he misunderstood um oh, but shit. yeah it's okay it actually it, it actually is still only the second most devastating loss uh, he, he was like do you want 200 million dollars to rewrite white yeah. men can't jump and you were like no and he was like all right sorry and hung up and i was like wait wait ah oh, this is the worst moment of my life and then like a bird shat on my head Speaking um, of millions of dollars, do you know that Kyrie Irving gives up seventy million dollars with this trade request if if it goes through? Wait, really? Yeah, because this. No, I had no idea. Via the last contract, the the play the players union contract. Um, if a player stays on a team, I don't know what the number of years is, three or four years, that team is allowed to offer him a five year contract, and every other team can only offer him a four year contract, and also the the amount. Per year of the contract is is pretty different between the five and the four, and anyway, it ends up being like a seventy million dollar difference because because Kyrie Irving will definitely get a maximum con- contract. At like um, what million number does it kind of stop mattering? Like, well, I mean, that's, certain... that's that's a question that people kind of ask of the oligarchs. I guess right. It's like you have one yacht now, you need two yachts. You have two yachts now, you need five. Yeah, it just I mean, yeah. it depends because Antoine yeah. Walker went bankrupt. Like I think Antoine Walker had like eighty or ninety million dollars of career NBA earnings, and he he lost it all. I, I think that money really thing is also just that. A, it's like a matter wow. of it being relative to the people that you play with too. So if you're Kyrie, you want to be like one of the top five paid players in the league, right? It doesn't matter. It's not about like what you would do with that extra money, but it's about that's the indicator of. Uh-huh. How, of how you are and how much respect you have and yeah i think 
That's the way I've always thought. Hey, can we do a really quick, can we do Dream Build or Shipwreck on Kyrie first? Because yeah. I feel like it might, it might help Hell us. Hell yeah. Shipwreck. It might help us sort out how we feel about him and like everything else if we if we just um, focus on him physically first. So okay. So by the way, <laughs> wait, wait. But does dream does dreamboat or shipwreck have to be just a physical consideration? No, you're right. I was just trying to. Oh, uh, whoa! I was trying Ding. to stir the. Pot. Sounds problematic. One. Yeah. Two. <laughs> Careful, Mike. Three. Yeah. Wow. Four. Um. So I just. So by the way, this is very weird. Um, if you type Kyrie Irving into Google, as if, for example, you were had a sports podcaster who didn't really remember what he looks like, um, <laughs> one of the first things that comes up is Kyrie Irving eye contact. Oh, it's his, it's his tattoo. It's he has this Illuminati tattoo. Okay, never mind. Uh, of course he does. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah. Okay, never mind. Never mind. It's it's related to this specific tattoo. Uh, he's got an Illuminati that tattoo. tattoo. That, that makes tattoo him a dreamer. Is the least conspiratorial thing about Kyrie Irving, too. Well, that's that <laughs> makes him absolutely a dreamboat in uh, in this guy's book. Oh yeah, this could totally be part of my NBA conspiracy theory. But we should still do the dreamboater shipwreck first. Okay, well, I I, I voted, so I'm just total, waiting. total, total, Wait. total fucking dreamboat. <laughs> yeah. yeah, I'm going dreamboat. Uh-huh. Yeah, I mean, there's no way, there's no way he's not a dreamboat. Yeah. Can I, I? I mean, he is obviously a dreamboat. I want to suggest, though, that he will be more of a dreamboat when he's older. He's going to be one of those like refined, uh, paranoid <laughs> old men. Well, Mike, be very handsome. Yeah. yeah, but Mike, yeah. Mike, we weren't doing. I can't wait. We weren't doing current dreamboat or future dreamboat. That's a different segment. Um, oh. We were doing dreamboat <laughs> or shipwreck. If if you had said current dreamboat or future shipwreck, but a dream. God damn it! Never mind. <laughs> I like that. Those are the only two options: current dreamboat or future shipwreck. Wait, let's rephrase that. Let's rephrase that. (laughs) Or dream weather. Okay, so current dreamboat or future shipwreck is is my life. Um, Like like that's my life goal. Is every morning I sit I sit up and I say those words. You achieved it, Simon. Uh, You've already achieved it. I've become a future shipwreck. Wait, guys, we forgot to talk about. I, I found with every life, with every life decision you make, Simon, you're becoming more of a future shipwreck. <laughs> Shipwrecked. <laughs> that is actually extremely true. Wait, but I, I think we forgot to talk about uh, this trade demand. <laughs> yeah, I think, we, I think we may have missed uh, yeah. the story of the week uh, in sports news accidentally. Um, so let's talk about it. Yeah. What I so um, before we before we analyze it, uh, let's get personal. Oh, all right. Let's get personal. Um, I, uh, I, uh, I think this the, the LeBron part of this is really interesting and weird because I think that is, that I is devastated. And, and yeah, so Le- LeBron has been quoted as being reportedly devastated and blindsided. And I mean, first of all, the op- the obvious issue and question is whether LeBron has any right um, to say anything about someone switching teams and betraying a fan base and his teammates, but. Yeah, and the other weird thing is like I can't figure out like uh, like how to how to feel about LeBron because yeah. like everyone hated him when he switched to the Heat and everyone got more sympathetic about him as he matured and you know became more of like a reasoned voice. I think he's actually president of the Players Union or he was for a couple of years um, and he went back to his hometown and won a championship for them. Um, but now this happens. And it really kind of throws it all into into question because um, it's been implied that you know Kyrie is doing this because of LeBron because he can't deal with being around LeBron um, anymore and he doesn't want to play second fiddle to him and he doesn't want to be on a team um, that's that's driven by the whims and interests of uh, of uh, of LeBron. Well, but also yeah, LeBron's kind of acting like. Oh, I'm devastated. Like we were, we were so close. We were boys. We hung out all the time. And Kyrie's like, dude, like we barely ever hung out. Yeah, like I, I invited like... you to David Buster's that one time. You didn't show up. Um, <laughs> you know, like like come I on, rented man. out the whole place. Yeah. yeah, like I texted you. You you text back only like three out of four times. Um, well, well, well. First of all, I want to be clear that on Make Room for Sports, we feel that LeBron has the right to feel whatever he feels about this. Like 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 he so he, true. He has the right to emotionally feel betrayed. Uh, it's okay to feel conflicted. Uh, if hey Le- Simon, let it out. Let it out. 
Well, look, it's very likely that LeBron is one of our regular listeners because he is a sports professional. Um, so I just want to mm-hmm. say to him, like, directly right now, LeBron, if you're listening, you can feel whatever you want. Um, you know, but but the question we're asking is, does he have the right to kind of go out there and say, you know, oh, it really sucks that Kyrie Irving's leaving right. when he himself left. But hey. I want I, I want to I, I don't I want to hear Dave's analysis and perhaps Mike's analysis and absolutely not Mikhail's analysis. <laughs> Let's analyze it. Why is Kyrie Irving leaving Cleveland? Like, why does he want to leave? I mean, they're they're one of the top two teams in the NBA. Is is it that he feels he'd be a bigger star on a team where he's not in LeBron's shadow a little bit? Is it that you know? If yeah, it, I feel like we I feel like we just said that. Oh, well, you were and literally Mike Lachlan, Simon made his desires. Clear yeah, I I didn't. I really. know, but he's just he's he's. We just talked about it. No, but I mean, well, no, I, well, I don't think we did. No, yeah. there is more, but I'd like to hear Mike Lachron first because I feel like I haven't heard from him in 30 Yeah, minutes. well, um, I think one possible explanation is that Kyrie knows that LeBron is going to go somewhere next year anyway. Oh, oh. And, exactly. And, that's and, it. Um, I, I, think, I think that's very likely. I think the great tragedy of it is that I don't know that – I think also he wants to be like – he wants to be the the number one guy on a team, but yeah. I, I don't think he'll find his way onto a team where he'll have the ball that much more than he does with the Cavs. Right. Like of those teams that he listed the interest in, which Dave put on the outline. Let me see what is it: uh, San Antonio, New York, Minnesota, Miami. I mean, Hello? it would be a dis- it would be a disaster in Minnesota. <laughs> so, uh, Dave, Dave? Are you, Dave, are you there? <laughs> Hello, Dave, Dave was getting a little <laughs> staticky. Um, oh. he might not be able to hear us. Um, uh, Hello? <laughs> we, can hear, we can hear you. I think he's just drunk. He's, he's just drunk and he might have his thing on mute. Or Does he think that my voice is his internal monologue? Um, <laughs> in this, in that he's hearing his own thoughts reflected. Well, um, right. All right. well, all right. So this is, we, you know, we made it, we made it 39 minutes in without an interesting technical error. Uh, Dave is, by the way, to the, all the listeners, uh, Dave is still in Finland, uh, so, you know, we're doing our best is, here, but I mean, like, we're having to use... Like in, he's in, like, an attic or something next to a little Danish guy or something? <laughs> yeah, Dave does way more than us to, like, make this podcast happen. <laughs> it's, like, the middle of the night in Finland, and he's in an attic. No, he really <laughs> is, and and I mean, I just want to explain to the listeners that the amount of string it requires to attach the tin cans with which we record this podcast when one of our guys is overseas is really like we're we're really maxing current technology out to the max like here we are so let's put it let's put it that way so okay so until um spanning we're spanning time zones until we can get dave back on this call and i'm not oh quite... i'm back in yay hey, i'm back in okay so yay. so so we all that's fe- friendship that's friendship okay. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> um so all right so which of these four teams would we most like I mean, do you think is he's most likely to go to? And which one would you rather see him on? Um, oh man, this is so fun, and I think it's really funny. And I I couldn't hear Mike Mike's uh, Mike's analysis, but I think it's really funny that he wants to be top dog, but then he lists the Spurs in there. Right. But I mean, Kawhi Leonard. I expect Kawhi Leonard within the next year or two to be the best player in the league. I think uh. Kyrie actually believes he's the best player in the league, um, and that's not like completely delusional. Like Kyrie does have a few skills that are like the most elite in the league. Uh, Kyrie is the best ball handler in the league. He has the, be- the best handles. And he also finishes at the rim uh, better than anyone at the league, anyone in the league. But he's not the best player. He doesn't play defense. Um, he doesn't really make his teammates better. Anyhow. Um, I, I just want to, I, mean, I guess I want to get a little keep- personal and, and talk about my own sports growth. Let's get personal. I no longer have to mute my mic because of uncontrollable giggling when Dave says that someone's the best ball handler and finishes at the room, the rim. Um, I, I can just, I can just keep a straight face. I can listen. I can let us continue. And, and that's, that's actually, yeah, that's how you get press credentials at like when you want to go to a press conference, they like, they put you in a, they put you in a quiet room and somebody just mutters that sentence to you. And you have to, if you keep a straight face, they're like, okay, you're yeah. Wow. This guy knows I, the sports. I never even, I didn't even realize that was funny until you just pointed it out to me just now. No, yeah, me either. Oh, uh, you're not. You're you're yeah. you're beneath my level of sports appreciation. Sorry, Mike. Oh. Uh, what were you gonna say? Because uh, because oh, I think I think what I was gonna say. This is really just a question for Dave, I guess. It seems to me that the only he would be the best player on the Heat for sure. Yeah, definitely. He would be the best player in the Knicks, 
I think he'd be the for best player in the Knicks, yeah. For sure. But yeah, I love him not. and Porzingis playing together, though. That would be awesome. Oh, my God. I would that love would to see him on the Knicks with Porzingis. That would be wonderful. Yeah, yeah. Well, that would be it? a lot of fun. That would solve like all the Knicks fans' woes. Yeah. Totally, and not only that, but it would it would they would finally become like a you know a free agent attraction. So next sure. year, when they have this huge class of elite free agents, someone would go to that team, and the Knicks would be a contender after that. Right. Uh, well, it was, that's a playoff team. Just with those two guys, that's a playoff team with Porzingis and Kyrie. Uh, I just want to quickly add: it would certainly uh, quiet LeBron if he went to the Heat. Um, that would be I, funny. That, that would, would be, be fun. very funny. So I mean, if he's just doing it just to upset LeBron. That would be an amazing move. It's like, oh, oh, you're devastated, eh? Like, but if Kyrie, you know, sincerely wants to win now, like this year, mm-hmm. he goes to the Spurs. Okay. Uh, although we should we should say that this is not his choice. Um, the the Cavs can send him wherever they want. He doesn't oh. have a no trade clause. Yeah, oh. he, does, he doesn't have. Very few players in the league have a no trade clause. Carmelo Anthony has a no trade clause. LeBron probably has one. I didn't um, know that Kobe at all. Kobe used to have one. So, yeah, he's, so he's just like, he's like, send me anywhere but here. I don't care. So he's like an actor on a TV show just making it clear they want to be let out of their contract, kind of. Yeah, he. so actually it leaked. Like, people say that it might have been LeBron that leaked it, like, for spite. Oh. Um, because he actually announced this to the team two weeks ago oh. that he that he wanted to leave, and, and they kept it quiet for a while. Okay. That's totally something LeBron would do. Like, he's such a baby like that. That's that's fascinating. So, so, so the Cavs can trade him wherever they want. He just basically went to them and said, I don't want to be on this team anymore. Um, wow. Yeah. That's that. And you know, when you have a, a malcontent, you don't really want that in the locker room. Yeah. Um, I would, if I had to choose, I'd like him to go to Minnesota because I, yeah. you know, I, I think that would be really cool to see him play with all those, those young, young guys in Minnesota. Minnesota has gotten really interesting this off season, but I think uh, any of these teams other than Miami could be really great for him. Really interesting. Yeah. yeah I got to admit, do you think he could, could, do you think he could be a team leader if he was in like a position with like like on Minnesota, you think he could actually hold that oh, my, position? Uh, no, I do. I think. Uh, I think. I think. I do think Kyrie could be a leader. Kyrie is super intelligent, like se- seemingly well put together guy. Like, it really seems like reasonable and well spoken when, when when you you know in interviews. I, I I could easily see him leading a team. Definitely. All right. Mm-hmm. All right. Well. Uh, okay. So I should um, also say Kyrie is a is a is a Kyrie is a Duke grad. <laughs> Uh, our, our least favorite. Our least uh, favorite. Uh, NCAA. Yeah. Yeah. Well, that's. Well, he went. He went to Duke. Uh oh. You're right. You're right. He didn't. Yeah. He went to yeah. Duke. Okay. That's yeah. right. Because he beca- it, it, he went he went pro before he graduated. Yeah, he did one one year. Yeah. Is it is it problematic to assume that he graduated? No. No. Although when no. you said it that way, it felt problematic to me. Yeah. yeah. Sounds problematic. One. It might be. Sounds <laughs> yeah, problematic. Guys, I did four. it on purpose. I did it on purpose. So, so I'm just my character. That's my character. Ironically, even more problematic. That yeah. mm, sounds problematic. Yeah. It's not my character. So what's Six. next on the, on the? I mean, we're fellows. We're we're about by the way, 45 minutes into this episode. Wait, guys, what was that siren? What was that siren? Uh, I think it means it's time for our plays of the week. (laughs) Uh, Make make room for sports. Top plays of the week. Um, Does anyone have any? Yeah, I've got a play of the week. All right, let's Um, hear it. I'm a little nervous about it because my connection's so bad right now. Um, I'll text you if if anything goes wrong. I'm going to have to do two plays... Two play. Oh man, there's so we only got to number three on the outline. There were like 15 things. Can um, you do one for me? To, can, if you have two, you can have yes. mine. My yes. errors and omissions right, I'm do, took like an hour. Sorry. Great. I'm going to do Brit's play of the week, which was the play of the week goes to the general manager of the New Orleans Pelicans for signing Rajan Rondo to reunite with Demarcus Boogie Cousins on the Pelicans this year. Yeah. yeah. So cool. So exciting. Very great. It's going to be an, amazing. I'm really excited about that team. Um, let's analyze it. Let's analyze it. Uh, so do we think this is going to be a disaster? Rondo and Boogie part two. Britt? No, I think this is like, I think they've been through a lot. They've reflected a lot. And finally they can like be their strongest, um, selves. I think this is going to be it. Yeah. Are you going to make a uh, fan fiction, um, graphic novel about rondo and boogie partying in the french quarter 
if I, I would love to, but um, for fear of being dinged for being problematic, I don't think I'm going to. What? Yeah. I feel like where that would problematic, they... you saying that. Oh, wow, this liberal, <laughs> like, the liberal media shuts yeah, like, down artistic creativity sometimes. You like, guys have, like, shamed me so bad that I'm so scared to say anything now. That <laughs> and now when I say that I'm scared to say anything, I'm getting dinged for being problematic just for saying that I'm scared to say something. All right, yeah. I won't ding. All right, all right. Yeah, we <laughs> retract. We'll, we'll dial it back. We retract our previous dings uh, in order for you to do Boogie Rondo uh, erotic fanfiction, which we will then ding uh, the life out of. So let's uh, let's move on with that I like strategy. That you said a graphic novel, Dave. Actually, I wasn't thinking that way, but yeah, I think I could do graphic. I'm gonna, I'm gonna do it. Yeah. Okay. Good. I could I could picture it. That's friendship. We'll uh, we'll make yeah. that uh, we'll make that one of the uh, one of the listener bonuses <laughs> that go out my, every Christmas. My play of the week is is that that was Brits. Mine is far less like sportsful, and it's um, it's this uh, this twenty five year old dude named Mervin Cabe uh, of Miami went into the Louis Vuitton store in Aspen, Colorado, on July fourteenth uh, to purchase more than eighteen thousand dollars worth of merchandise. And I guess the way that the Louis Vuitton store works is that, like, to buy that much stuff, you have to have some kind of account with them. Mm. And he and he knew that he knew that uh, this ex NFL player named Chad Johnson, who changed his name legally to Ocho Cinco, um, was really into Louis Vuitton. So he claimed to be Chad Johnson, even though that he claims that even though he looks nothing like Chad Johnson. Um, and apparently his plan fell apart when, you know, they couldn't verify his identity and he had no ID and he had a credit card with someone else's name on it and he couldn't say what his phone number was, says Chad Johnson. Um, so <laughs> he actually was, they let him buy the, the stuff, but then the police found him right afterwards and arrested him for impersonating Chad Johnson. Um, but my play of the week is not to him. My play of the week is to Chad Johnson, <laughs> who who posted on his Twitter... I should bail dude out and be his mentor and introduce him to my lifestyle of frugality and freedom outside of society's standards. <laughs> That's amazing. Oh, amazing. And then, oh. and then uh, in a follow-up treat, tweet, I'm just reading from vibe.com now, in a follow-up tweet, 39-year-old Johnson explained that he didn't want Cabe adding to the number of incarcerated black men. Quote, it's enough of us locked up as it is. I'll bail him out. Just want to talk to the young bull. That's all. Wow. Wow. Very positive. Play of the week amazing. to Chad Johnson. So oh, you're yeah, amazing. So, uh, so if you want to hang out with Chad Johnson, go to a Louis Vuitton store and <laughs> pretend to be him. It's, it's yes. you know. Oh. Yeah. So I'm probably the window's going to close on that pretty quickly. Well, he would probably. Do you think he would? He would. If I did it, do you think he would bail me out? Uh, I don't know. I that that's that's mm. what we need to find out. <laughs> you should try it. There's you only there's it. only one way to find out. <laughs> um, I do want to say really quickly. I'm I'm going to make the call right now. This is somewhat going back to Mikhail's play of the week uh, as delivered by Dave. Um, I'm calling it right now. NBA championship 2018. It's going to be the Pelicans versus the Timberwolves. Oh, um, I love it. Yeah, it's going to be great. Oh, oh but they're they the, can't because they're both in the same conference. But they could play in the Western Finals. Oh, they're both. Uh, God damn it. No, they okay. can play in the finals though, of the Western Conference. Okay, well that'll de- that's definitely yeah. the finals of the Western Conference for sure. And I the, war- the Warriors that. aren't going to be a team anymore, also for reasons that uh, <laughs> that will be revealed. Um, they're not even going to be an option in 2018. I'm making a prediction right now. Oh man, speaking of the Warriors, I don't want to interrupt the flow, but I want to say what my anti-play of the week is, or my play of the unweak. The play of the my week. play of the week with an A. Exactly. Yeah. Yes. My play of the week is that the Warriors um, are moving from. My, my, or my play of the unweak is the Warriors are moving from Oakland to San Francisco. That's fine. Yeah, they have a new stadium and they started selling tickets for it. And they're and seventy percent of the tickets are going to be um, season tickets. You have to buy a full season. Yeah, and even worse than that, even more classes than that is it. you have to put down a huge deposit to get a season ticket. And they hold your deposit for thirty years, and then they'll give it back to you in thirty years. <laughs> what? Whoa! This and is it- real. That's real. And do we have any numbers on like what uh, what that what that costs? Like a season ticket for the Warriors in in San Francisco? I mean, it's got to be. Uh, I think oh it's a perfect God. case for Simon's Research Corner. Simon's All right, I'm, I'm diving in, guys. Mike, do you have a play of the week you can do while I do this di- deep dig? I do, but also I want to I, I want to keep talking about this because it's so awful and That's and interesting. So Oakland lost the Warriors, um, didn't the? Uh, Dave, didn't the A's move to San Francisco too? Did they? I didn't know. And that. the Raiders left. 
I feel the like Raiders all are going three, to Las Vegas. Yes, like all three teams are gone. My understanding, I don't know a ton about it, but my understanding is that Oakland used to be like the Warrior Stadium when they were bad, used to be a really raucous and fun place to see a game. Um, like before it had been overtaken by, by uh, you know, like tech bros who want to get courtside seats, that it was like, it was just a great fan base who were like made a lot of noise and were super fun. And that the, over time, as the Warriors got really good, the stadium has been like more reserved and, and less fun. Mm. Yeah. Simon, yeah. are you, are you pretty deep in there? Can you hear me? Yeah, I'm, I'm really, <laughs> it's really intense guys. Um, so, okay. So the median price for season tickets for the Warriors seems to be about $15,000. Um, the average price per game um, is around like 500 if you're, if, but of course that's assuming that you can actually get these things and you're not paying uh, inflated prices. So, so it's, it's NBA for what, I mean, it's a really weird thing. I read an article. I actually had to go to the NBA site and actually look at, like, like pretend I was going to buy a ticket to actually see the real prices. Because all the articles would say it's like half, half the seats, you know, for season tickets are going to be $15,000 or less. Uh, and the other half will be more. And I was like, well, that's yeah. not very helpful. But then yeah, I actually then looked at the chart. And it's like, yeah. According to Warriors, uh, the, uh, excuse me, according to Reuters, the yeah. Warriors in turn, uh, uh, sorry, this is wrong. Wait, the, the, what is Reuters? Reuters is like Reuters. the news organization. I was looking at the same uh, article, I think. Season um, ticket um, holders will, will be asked for a 30-year commitment. That's, that's exactly uh, it, yeah. The Warriors, in turn, will return the paid money for the right to purchase the tickets after 30 years, thereby creating a personal seat license. The membership serves as an interest-free, tax-free loan to the team for three decades. I mean, you I have to commit to 15000 a year for th- for 30 years? But let's correct. Think, let's yeah. correct. But let's analyze this, guys. And I, I don't. I hate to be, the, you know, the the right wing provo- provocateur on the podcast, uh, as I as I so often am. But uh, you know, housing prices are high in San Francisco. If you can get that seat and have access to the Warriors locker room, which I'm sure comes in, that's not a bad place to live. Let's think about Wait. it that way. Wait, what? Wait, you're sure you get access to the the locker room? Well, I assume that you have a seat in the stadium and you can go to it at any time. So you, you you go to your job at Google, uh, and uh, then you there are six six thousand of those being sold, oh, and you wow. can use the Warriors locker room. Yeah, you use like you, your own bathroom. Yeah, you go to your job at Google. You take your self driving car <laughs> to the bathroom. Warriors stadium. You go to your seat where you have like a blanket and a pillow and like a toothbrush. You brush your teeth in the locker room and you go to bed in your seat. And that's no, like, you're right. It's like the future. that sounds fair. It's the future you're of city right. living is actually what it no. is. I, a, you have persuaded me a half a million dollar commitment to get to see the Warriors play live definitely seems reasonable <laughs> in light of what you just said. It's, yeah. it's, it's the future of urban development. Right. And since there's always going to be like 10,000 other people sleeping there, you get to like rub elbows with lots of other uh, yeah. like forward thinking um, individuals, get a lot of good ideas. Yeah. Networking. Meet some PCs. Yeah. It's Silicon totally. Valley. It's, it's how it, they're disrupting the real estate, uh, the real estate industry with this amazing innovation. Yeah. And I'm extremely excited. Extremely excited. Your tent will definitely be like right next door to Mark Zuckerberg's tent on the Warriors uh, court. Yeah, Elon <laughs> Musk is like like on a, like some hoverboard, like zipping in and up and down the court, like you know, it's at like three in the morning. You know, it's it's, like, it's kind of um yeah, it's 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 going to be beautiful. Uh, I, I, I get, get your seats now, folks. Um, actually, yep. though, again, I'm predicting it. If you make this 30 year commitment, the joke's on you because they're not going to be a team next year. Um, <laughs> They're done. They're, they're, they're wrapped up. They're finished. Well, because um, they're going to realize they don't need to play the games. They're going to have like 10,000 glampers living in there, living on their court. Yeah, exactly. It's so fully, so fully monetized. Well, that the, and actually, they can, this conf- they can just like offload the actual games to the gig economy and have like, instead of players, they'll just have like everyone dribbles the ball once per day or something. Yeah, the basketball kind of <laughs> uber. Yeah. And, and by the way, this completely actually, if anything, confirms my theory. Because what team would ask for 30 years in advance if they weren't about to really bail and leave town? Like, like oh, that's, yeah. that's something you do when you are absolutely about to head to Mexico. Well, uh, or actually, and, I disagree. Know. Or you do that if you are aware that the singularity is coming. Yeah, that could also be true. Cause they are, I mean, they are. Can Steph Curry, you think he'll be playing 30 years from now? Probably. He's not gonna, <laughs> I'm telling you, he's not going to be playing next year. Like he's done. Like he's, he's he's. Isn't he getting blood transfusions from the youngest ball brother? Uh, yes. <laughs> what? Yes, that's actually true. Yeah. Oh, yeah. That's how they just Lamello. keep passing that blood. They keep passing the blood like 
like yeah. Lonzo Ball's blood is like from 300 years ago. Right, because oh, they're well-known, really well-documented uh, vampires. <laughs> What's well, a really crazy um, internet video of LeVar Ball like chewing out LaMelo Ball like in front of a bunch of cameras and his teammates and saying that he's like lazy and doesn't play defense and he's the reason their team sucks. It's pretty crazy. The young chewing out the youngest ball last oh, wow. week. Oh, All right, wow. I have a I have a play of the week. I think we have Sweet. to wrap up soon. Yeah, we got to um, wrap I sent, up soon. I sent you guys a text. I don't know if you can watch this video, but um, Zach Howard, big fan of the podcast, an old friend of mine, an old friend of Mikel's, um, sent me this video. I still don't really understand it. It's called. Dave, do you have it? It requires a pronunciation. Oh, Dave's Wait. gone. No, Dave's oh, there. He's, he's, he's listening. He's just. I uh, think also Dave like has been drinking. I don't know if he should do his pronunciation thing right now. No, no, I can okay. do it. I can do it. Okay. <laughs> this is your, it's your sobriety. I'm test. better after I've had a few. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I was really looking forward to getting to pronounce the 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 women's Wimbledon champion's name, but sorry, go ahead. Tell me. Can tell you me pronounce you the name of the person alluded to in the video that I sent over text? What video? It's a text. Oh. Yeah. Uh, you right failed. now? You, you, you said it right now? Uh, yeah, 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 it, yeah. It's a text. Yeah, you should have got oh, it. Oh, I got it. Yeah. Uh, I have to click on it. It's going to take some time. I, I don't even... All right. Can well, you well anyway. It? Well, okay, yeah, sure. You ready? Uh, G-U-I-L-L-A-U-M-E. Guillaume Neri. Yeah. Guillaume Neri. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Well, he's apparently, I don't know, maybe a deep, like a... Uh, what do they call it? A deep sea diver, like a distance endurance diver, with a slow heartbeat. Yeah, he yes. slows his heartbeat down. I yeah, see where so you're I guess this, this is why Zach sent it. But he like this is just a I don't know like a four or five minute video of this guy jumping into the deepest pool on Earth, um, and they just show it in slow motion, and it's incredibly upsetting to watch it. This guy, he just like <laughs> he keep because he just kind of keeps plummeting down towards the center of the Earth. And uh, it's like very serene and and eerie, and it's obviously like there's this sort of blue green light because it's shot under underwater. Um, I don't know much about it. Zach tells me that he thinks it's maybe the pool is at a hotel in Italy, and that you can like you can swim in it. But I can't imagine they let everybody jump into this like endless pit of nothingness. Wait, how deep does it go? I don't know. I didn't get that far in my research. Oh God. I'm gonna uh, say I'm gonna say very deep. Yeah, pretty deep. Uh, like d- much deeper than like a really deep swimming pool. It's like a yeah, it's like a tube that he d- he jumps like, into, flips to the bottom. You're talking like sinks like probably like 18 feet or something, right? Like 18 feet deep, probably. That's pretty. Way deep. more than way more than 18 <laughs> wow. feet. Okay, wow. Like, yeah, that like multiple. That would, multiple that would be like a deep pool. Um, that, be like a, we got the big dash. That'd be a pretty deep pool. Yeah. Dash has joined the podcast. Uh, yeah, I mean. Dude, eight an eighteen foot pool would be a deep pool, right? Yeah, that would be a very deep pool. That'd be an extremely um, deep pool. I have a I have a correction and regret. Okay. Corrections and regrets. And it and it dovetails with another one one of our drops, but I'm not gonna I'm not gonna drop Dave pronounces stuff. But uh, last week we called the winner of the of the women's well not we, uh, one of us might have called the women the women's Wimbledon champion uh, Garbine. Um, and uh, I just wanted to say her name is Garbinia Murosa, and uh, she's nice. uh, she's uh, I don't know. No, oh, she's twenty two. Gar- um, Garbinia, no, Garbinia Murosa, Gar- Garbinia Murusa. Sorry, I, I, I'm, I'm, I'm pretty okay. wasted. Yeah, Garbinia <laughs> Murusa. Um, uh, all right. <laughs> and I thought we should just say a little bit about her because we don't, you know, often um, because of the mainstream media conspiracy um, against our podcast. We don't. We don't yeah, we don't often get to talk about women's women. We don't talk about women's sports probably enough, but um, she seems like a rising star. I think we're going to be hearing a lot more uh, from Miss Marusa in the coming years. So your prediction uh, that the woman who won Wimbledon uh, is a rising star in the ten- in the game of tennis? Yeah, definitely. She I, won I the French Open. I agree. And this is why, because um, it's not just you know sort of freewheeling enthusiasm. It's because uh, Wimbledon's played on grass and the French Open is played on clay. And she won Wimbledon this year and the French Open last year. And that's like really different skill sets in tennis to play on grass or clay. Uh, so winning both of those means she's extremely versatile. She's only 23 years old. Um, when she was 20, she knocked out the number one seed at the French Open. So uh, so some, someone to follow. Garbinier Murusa. We could follow her at the, um, at the U.S. Open, which I think is in September maybe. 
All right, so uh, so I guess whoever pronounced her name wrong on the podcast is probably feeling pretty embarrassed right now. <laughs> um, but uh, but you know we we fixed it. We fixed it, and we're we're big fans, and we're excited to see uh, how she does going forward. If she's listening right now, great job. Um, I want to finish up with my play of the week, and then we'll uh, hear more from our listener submission. Um, but my play of the week, and then I think we got to wrap it up because we're past an hour here. But um, my play of the week uh, also comes from fan of the show uh adam pelzer and uh it's uh this this on july 18th in muskegon michigan uh jason reasoner uh was winning an mma fight he had sean needham on the ropes um and then uh began hysterically vomiting um forcing the referee <laughs> to call the map um and uh he was winning he he and but then he fell to his knees and began hysterically puking um, I'm looking at bleacherreport.com. You can watch the video. It's actually extraordinarily disgusting. It's um, a good ass play of the week. Yeah, yeah I don't know why. Really I mean, I don't think you're supposed. To, I mean, I do some sparring sometimes. I actually wanted to get to the Conor McGregor getting knocked out during sparring uh, yeah, news slash yes. rumor, but uh, because you know I, I do that. And one of the things that you try not to do before sparring is have a big delicious meal. <laughs> um, and so anyway, that's, that's, uh, that's my play of the week. And then, yeah. And then, yeah. And then I don't know anything about this. Uh, I don't know anything. Is this, is this, do we want to finish with Conor McGregor getting knocked out during sparring? Is that, is that true? I think, I think that makes sense. Are we, do we vote though on plays of the week? Oh yeah. Yeah. Who is the, oh. um, well, it's hard to beat, uh, Boogie and Rondo back together. We're very excited. Yeah, it's pretty good. That's a pretty good one. So, so Mikal gets my vote. I'll vote for that. I'm gonna vote for Simon's because his actually is a like a play that happened. That's true, but he but it true. did cause the person who did it to lose. Uh, or I, actually, the I, match the match just got called. I guess as a tie. It looks like really yeah. So, yeah. Like, so there are no losers there. That's what that means if it's uh, a tie. Yeah, but he probably could have won if he hadn't vomited. <laughs> anyway, I feel um, like Brit hung up. Did Brit hang up? Uh, we might be on mute because of Dash. Uh, or uh, um. Well, actually, I don't mind. I don't mind when Dash is doing his thing in the back. Yeah, if if you're a first time listener, uh, Mikhail's baby makes uh, appearances on the show from time to time. Um, so if you uh, if you've ever been on a plane and you hear a baby shrieking and gibbering in your ear, and you're like, "Gosh, I wish I could get that," but on a podcast, um, <laughs> we uh, we provide that on a pretty much weekly basis, uh, as well as the scintillating sports analysis you've just heard. Uh, do we want to finish with this 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 sparring story, or, or do we want to just cut to our listener submission and? And call it a call it a night, fellas. We've we've yeah. done a lot of pugilistic news. Are you guys making fun of Dash? One episode. No, we're not making fun of your infant son. We're making fun of you. Oh, okay, cool, cool. Okay. <laughs> yeah, it's it's I'm totally just gonna say goodbye. I'm gonna just say goodbye now, I think, guys. I love you and uh great episode. <laughs> but yeah. That's friendship. That's friendship. That's friendship. Yep, it is friendship. Yeah. All right, so we'll play our listener submission, and thanks for listening. Uh, tune in next week uh, for more listener submissions, and um, and maybe we'll get to some of these other. Oh, items but we were going to end with Hillary's thing, right? Oh, oh, that's what yeah, I that's promised it. Literally, what Simon is saying right now. Damn it! Oh, it was my bad. Do over, <laughs> do over. All right, bye. All right. That's, wow, that's probably it. I'm, I'm going to hit yeah, stop yeah. now. Bye, guys. Bye. What do you find most problematic? That's a great question. <laughs> and I think my first answer is Chelsea Clinton. <laughs> um, yeah, that kind of covers it because I think you could solve most problems by working from there. But I also think another big problem is that you don't have any women that I've heard on Make Room for Sports. So just think about that. <laughs> Make room for sports. Make room for sports. Make room for sports. Make room for sports.